Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a society where a lot of us are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually ill. And it's crazy because we can get anything we want delivered to our door within 24 hours. And yet we have so many of these problems. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with the way we do a lot of things in this world. I've talked in previous episodes about how most of us, especially if you have the luxury of listening to a podcast, you fall into this category. Most of us, on the hierarchy of needs, we have our physiological and our safety needs met, which is something that humans throughout all of history and pretty much all other animals that still live today would kill to have that, to have their physiological and safety needs meet, met at all times and not really have to be in immediate danger of survival on a day-to-day basis. They would, they would kill for that, literally. <clears throat> we have that, and yet it's still not enough. Now, we're becoming physically ill because of the problems in society. We're mentally and emotionally ill because of a lot of different reasons and spiritually ill because of the same, some of the same reasons, right? So that's why in today's Mindset Monday episode, the episodes for which I still don't have an intro, but that's okay because intros are useless, I want to talk about going against the grain, against the norm, against the flock or the herd, being a contrarian. A little bit, okay? Because I myself am somewhat of a contrarian. I know several people who are big time contrarians. All right, and <clears throat> contrarian, you know, when you say you run counter to the current or, or to the you know popular culture, that can come off in different ways. I mean, and also there's there's kind of a limit to it, like how much of it is good, um, you know, how much of it is really useful. Is it really reasonable? Do we actually need to do like totally the opposite of what most people are doing? No, it's probably somewhere more of a middle ground that we need, right? Um, but I have numerous friends, Pipe, who we've had on the podcast. I've had, uh, well, haven't had these people on the podcast. My friends Thaddeus and Heidi, like they are, these people are like totally off the grid against the grain people. Not that much, Pipe. Uh, but it's funny too because you'll find this like in the biohacking community. These people I'm citing are also bio biohackers, which is what I am. Basically someone who uses a combination of, uh, you know, ancient practices and new technology to try to optimize his or her health physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I'm doing pretty well. And a lot of this, a lot of the things that I do are against the norm. They're against the the, the societal, cultural trends. Okay. And now I'm trying to figure out, okay, I see that my life has become a lot better over the last few years by putting into the, some putting into place some of these practices that most people would think like are you loco like what are you what are you doing right like earthing or grounding taking off my my shoes and socks and walking barefoot outside on the grass or even on the concrete right uh, wearing these goofy blue light blocking glasses at night before I go to bed these orange glasses that block the blue light uh, all this sort of random stuff right I don't have a TV in my house okay I haven't watched the news for Occasionally, I'll do an episode on here where I like read some news just to catch up and to kind of make fun of the news a little bit. But like, I don't watch news, I don't watch TV. Like, I just I don't do a lot of these things that that you know most people in 2023, especially here in the U.S., are doing. And I also do some other weird things that people are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And it's really working. It really works well because I think I'm a big believer. The reason I'm into this idea of being a contrarian or at least going against the grain not being part of the herd or one of the sheep is that I don't know if it's exactly like the powers that be, so to speak, that are like trying to, you know, to manipulate us or to make us weak or just to make us, you know, useful idiots, as they might say, or to make us like sheep 
but I know that what most people do in their spare time and the way they use their energies is not super productive in terms of how to optimize yourself as a human being. I mean, if you just you look around, right? I would say the average person in America, which is you know supposed to be the greatest country in the world, the average person in America is fairly sick, you know, um, physically, and also also doesn't really have the greatest um, energies, and is not in the best uh, mental and emotional state. And I don't think I need to go into that many details about what that looks like because most of you know what I'm talking about. And you know, I think that. I think part of it is just because what we're given as options for things to do in our spare time and like for entertainment is really kind of does just like dumb us. It, it just, it dumbs us down. It turns us into knuckleheads. Like they, they, you know, they got you binge watching like the bachelor or the bachelorette or something like that. Or, you know, uh, God forbid the news. I mean, it, it kind of reduces our capacity to think. And it also keeps us awake until, you know, after 11 p.m. when we're supposed to be sleeping with a bunch of big blue lights flashing in our heads and blah, 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 which then kind of, you know, ruins our health when we're getting to bed at midnight. And Anyway, um, the, the, the way society is set up is not set up, um, not even for us to really be healthy, in my opinion, much less be optimal. All right. So that's why I kind of started doing everything a little bit differently. So, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I really got into, well, waking up early, you know, waking up at sunrise. Now, it depends, you know, it's different year round here in Minnesota, but waking up early, getting to bed earlier, using blue light blocking glasses at night before I go to bed to block the blue lights, which helps you get to sleep faster, get into a deeper sleep, producing more melatonin. All of these hormones have a huge effect on all areas of our health and fitness, including burning fat and building muscle. Okay. It's real. This is real shit. All right. Um, so stuff like this. And I just, I kind of started noticing once I started aligning myself with nature a little bit better, you know, the sunrise, the sunset, being outside more often that I started to feel better. I get sick less often now. Uh, my energies are much higher. I'm, you know, cause I'm a person who has natural tendencies toward not that much depression, but definitely anxiety. My anxieties are better managed now just because of the fact that I get outside more often. I see the sun, you know, I know how to, um, I'm more in tune with nature, right? Every, everything is better because of being more in tune with nature. I don't wear sunscreen anymore. This is debatable. Okay. I mean, I would do it if I was going to be outside for like three or four hours straight, like in the middle of like the hottest summer day, um, when the sun is directly overhead and depending on where I am in the world, but like in general, especially since I live up here in Minnesota where the sun is not that strong for like seven months out of the year, I, I just basically don't even wear sunscreen and people, I have a friend who's uh, I mean, she's not a dermatologist, but she works in the field, and they all just look at me like I'm, I'm loco. She's like, no, you're just going to get wrinkles and maybe skin cancer. And maybe, but I don't know. At this point, I'm a big believer that that sun, that we should be trying to get more sun, most of us, than trying to protect ourselves from the sun, okay? Vitamin D deficiency is huge here where I live. It's chronically, chronically a problem for a lot of us, and I used to have a big, uh, you know, I was chronically deficient. Until I started going out in the sun more, I still supplement with it. Vitamin D is huge for our health, for our immunity. Anyway, this is a whole other rabbit hole, but these are some of the little things that I now do very differently than other people, okay? I don't wear sunscreen. I don't wear sunglasses when I go outside anymore. I used to do that all the time, okay? Uh, in my opinion now, since we're exposed to so much of this artificial junk light, what I mean by artificial junk light is literally any light that you have 
inside, right? Whether this is from the computer screen, from the lights overhead, LED lights, you know, in your house, uh, your phones, everything, everything that is not light from the sun. We're exposed to that all day. And it kind of messes with our hormones and our health. Okay, there's a lot of more, a lot more information on this. I'm not going to go into all the details, but exposing our eyes to the sunlight helps us re-regulate our circadian rhythm. That way, we know what time of day it is. We know what hormones to produce, when to produce cortisol, when to release melatonin. Okay, produce, release. Sometimes I can't even really figure out the difference between that when we're talking about hormones. But anyway, um, when it's cortisol time, when it's melatonin time, you get the point. All right. Um, so I've found that when I really better align myself with nature and don't be scared of the freaking sun, things go a lot better for me. Okay, so so I know I rambled a little bit on like some of the things that I do differently, but I just wanted to give you an idea of some of the things that you know that I've I've changed in my life, right? Um, and it's helping me feel a lot better. And the tricky part about it is that this it is kind of contrarian, right? It's contrarian to not watch TV. It's contrarian to wear goofy looking. Some, sometimes they're kind of sexy nowadays, but like to wear these orange uh, blue light blocking glasses at night before bed. It's contrarian to go to bed at 8.30 or 9 p.m. Now, it's funny because I'm recording this on a Saturday morning, and uh, last night was Friday night. Um, had a, a fun evening and went out to like a language exchange and a comedy show and like didn't get to bed until like 1 o'clock. So, it, but I'm still, I'm still up early in the morning grinding, all right? Still saw the sunrise this morning. Still was up at 6, and we could debate whether or not that's healthy to sleep for to still get up early and only sleep for five hours, but you know, I like to because I value my mornings a lot. But anyway, um, you know, 90 some percent of the nights I'm getting to bed around 9 p.m., right? This is kind of contrarian. It's hard because we have a society that's set up where most of uh, like most of the, the party, most of the fun, for example, is happening like at least at 8 p.m. or later, typically like 10 p.m. or later, especially if it's like a real party, you know, like, um, you know, going out dancing and clubbing, things like that. I've, I've argued this with numerous friends. Just like, why can't we, especially on a Saturday night when people, you know, are, haven't been working all day, why can't we start the party at like 7 p.m. instead of 11 p.m.? And we could dance for like three hours, you know, even, you know, drink if you want to drink, whatever. Like, if you're going to get drunk, it's better to get drunk between 7 and 10 p.m. than midnight and 3 a.m., you know, it's way better for your health. Trust me. Um, so like if we're still going to do those crazy wild things, why don't we at least do them in kind of daylight hours still when our bodies are supposed to be awake, our bodies are supposed to be sleeping at night. And when we don't sleep, we just destroy our health. Um, but anyway, so, so that's, that's another big area. And it's funny, like when I talk to a couple of my friends about this, I'll be like, yeah, well, why can't we start the party at like seven or eight instead of like 11? You know, why, why not? Give me a good reason. Why not? And like the reasoning is like, one girl, she's a really good friend of mine. She's like, start the party at seven or eight. No, no, no. That's a children's party or that's my grandma's party. But we don't start the party at seven or eight. I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. I'm not getting anywhere with this. Like like one in every 10 people that I'll pitch this idea to might actually kind of take it into consideration. The rest are just like, no, you're stupid. That's not how it works. And I'm like, okay, I know that's not how it works in society, but give me a reason. Like, why shouldn't we change it? This is the thing. This is the reason. This is the number one reason we need people who are somewhat contrarians in society is because the status quo does need to change sometimes, okay? Status quo does need to change. And I consider myself a contrarian in the field of health, okay? The status quo needs to change. Like, if, if I had it my way, we would do entertainment events much earlier okay obviously the clubbing and you know things like that would happen three or four hours earlier every night 
even like sporting events, okay? Like I get the fact that, you know, it has to happen when people are off work, but like um, you could, God, you could you could do it from like 6 to 8.30 p.m. instead of like 8 to 10.30. Uh, and, you know, because when we get to bed, trust me, going to bed at 9 versus going to bed at 11, even if you get the same amount of sleep, going to bed at 9 is powerful, okay? There was a... Um, Another biohacker that I was um, following the other day shared something that said, every hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours. And I love that because I actually totally agree. I mean, psychologists will agree that the, the highest quality sleep technically comes between, sometimes they'll say like 10 p.m. To, to midnight. You know, sometimes they'll say like the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. window is crucial. So as long as you're asleep during that whole time, you're good. But the point is the hours of sleep before midnight, you know, if you get to bed by like, let's say nine, you got three hours of incredible quality sleep. Okay. And I can't even remember the exact science behind it. Is it because more melatonin is directly produced? I think it's because we get into a deeper sleep, more recovering, rejuvenating sleep during that time. Um, but it's a big deal, all right? Um, and so, like, if we could literally just, like, switch all of these fun events, because all, all of these events that we have, you know, they, we're either going to in person or watching on TV, it's got us up till like, 11 p.m. plus a lot of times with just bright lights flashing in our heads, you know? So if we could do that a couple hours earlier and maybe throw some blue light blocking glasses on or at least dim the lights somehow then it would be way better for all of our health and a lot less of us would die prematurely of diabetes, cancer, heart attack, and Alzheimer's. And I'm very, very convinced of that, okay? Um, and, yeah, I know I just kind of hit it with that. I was like, yeah, you, you think I'm dicking around? Well, we'll die less if we do this stuff, okay? We'll, we'll live longer, like seriously. Um, you know, and I think that... Um, I even have a friend, you know, he's been on the podcast a while back, Andres Mejia, who was kind of my mindfulness mentor. And what, what men, mentor, like a Spanish accent, mentor. And you know, one of the things that he said is, you know, how did he phrase it in Spanish? It's like, no es muy saludable estar tan acostumbrado a vivir en una sociedad tan enferma. It's like, it's not very healthy to be so used to living in a society that's so sick. And I think that a lot of, I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to it. Because if you look, like I said, here in America, which is supposedly the greatest country in the world and we're living in the greatest times ever, most people are sick. Like most of us. And I've had a lot of issues myself, gastrointestinal issues. Um, you know, you could call it mental health issues with a lot of anxiety. Like most of us are, are sick in certain ways. We are not well. Okay, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We were not. And I think, you know, I've been improving on it. There are a lot of other people that are doing very well, but if you just took like the average, we're not well. And that's why there's this need for contrarianism. Now, the thing is, like I said, is like how much, you know, the, the hard thing is like, well, okay, how much is necessary? Because you don't need to be like a total wacko conspiracy theorist. Like that, that's like a thing that I need to, caution myself against every now and then, you know, is, is like, okay, just because what is, you know, what society is doing is not working that well, doesn't mean that the exact opposite will, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to figure where is the happy middle ground, because like undoubtedly some of these things that they tell us, you know, that we've been told by whether it's the media, our politicians, or, you know, the, you know, even like the health system, there's some there's some truth to it. You know, like okay, yeah, wear sunscreen at certain times if you're going to get a really bad sunburn. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know, bundle up when it's cold outside so you don't get too cold. That's another thing. Like, I like to go outside in the cold a lot without that many, you know, without that heavy of clothes. That way I get some cold exposure. There's kind of a middle ground, okay? There's, there's a balance. This idea of hormesis, meaning that exposing our body to a, um, you know, to a short-term temporary form of stress that we can handle but not too much to the point where it's, it's you know, actually can be dangerous and bad for us. But I think that term, you know, that, that hormesis is a very scientific term as it relates to health. But I also think it comes into play here when you talk about, like, going against the grain or, you know, counter of the, the popular norms is, okay, like, yeah, don't do it. You don't need to do it total opposite, though. Like, the total opposite of what everybody else is doing also might not be good, right? So there's that aspect of it. And then the other aspect of it, I've talked about this before, be very careful with how disciplined you want to be if you decide to like try to, uh, you know, shoot for perfect health. Like, okay, I wake up, I, I go to bed exactly at nine, you know, I'm reading from eight to 9 p.m. before I go to bed with my blue light blocking glasses on and the lights are dimmed and then I wake up at five every day and I do my perfect meditation and I watch the sunrise and then I, you know, do my exercise and then I, I you know, eat three perfect meals the day while it's light outside. I hardly eat any sugar. I don't drink alcohol. Be very careful with that just because, you know, if you have like other people in your life and a a partner, a spouse, whatever, and, and your people do that same exact thing, perfect. You're golden. The problem is most of us, and this includes myself, like I've found, you know, some friends who are kind of in line with what I'm thinking, but still probably eight out of every 10 people that are, you know, in my life, you know, even if you took like my 10 closest friends or people, probably eight of them still fall into doing what, you know, most of normal society does, staying up a bit later, definitely not walking outside, putting their bare feet on the ground. That's that's the biggest one, though, is staying up at night, staying up late at night, okay? I, I would say, you know, be be careful. Like, I, I've I've learned over the past probably six months or so, I've started going out a little bit again, you know, later at night, just because I realized like, hey, if I don't do this, then I'm shutting down my opportunity to do something exciting and fun with like 80% of people, because that's when 80% of people are doing it, right? Even like I I was talking to a friend a couple months ago, just about like dating, because him and I, you know, both single, um, you know, and, um, at least at the time, anyway, um, I think, gosh, is he dating? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we were talking about, you know, what it's like to be single. And I was talking about how I go to bed so early. And, um, you know, I told him like, yeah, usually I eat dinner at like 5 p.m. And then I go to bed like 8.30 or something like that because it was the middle of winter. And then I'm like, but I kind of need to change that because you can't date. I mean, let's be realistic. If you can't go out for a dinner with someone at like 7 or 7.30, if a 7 or 7.30 p.m. dinner is too late for you, Good luck dating, you know, like, like, like just good luck doing a lot of fun things with a lot of people in society, whether it's dating or whether it's any sort of social event, because when 80 plus percent of people are doing things in a certain way and you just say, no, I'm sticking to my routine. Well, like, unfortunately, they're not just going to all conform to what you're doing. Right. And then there becomes the issue of like, okay, well, how do you start? you know, maybe convincing people that your way is better. Well, you have to show them with the results, but, you know, it takes time to get the results. I mean, I have pretty good results in my physical fitness, but then it also takes time for people to even really, really grasp it. Even when they see a result, they're like, what? You know, just because it's so different than what they've they've heard. Um, but anyway, there's definitely a place for being a contrarian in society. I plan to, to continue being a contrarian in my own ways and hopefully 
um, you know, kind of the contrarian mindset will keep, uh, you know, help help me keep getting healthier uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Hopefully some of you guys will catch 